0: Hello and welcome to Mental Awakening, the podcast that explores all topics related to trauma recovery, mental health, chronic pain, and healing. I'm your host Sarah De Keeley, psychotherapist and mental health social worker. And in this episode, I will speak about emotional resistance and how it can impact our health and well-being. I will be speaking about some of the ways we try to control life and remain stuck in resistance, and what we can do to reduce and release our resistance towards the present moment and the various ways that life is being presented to us. Hi everybody, welcome back. It's good to be here again with you all. Today I want to talk um, just a little bit about resistance. So what is resistance? I see this quite a bit in my work with clients. I see it in my own life. It's It's a big natural part of, you know, how we behave and what we think and and what kind of gets in the way. And what I've come to recognize is that the most basic departure from health happens through resistance. So we experience discomfort and we resist that experience and that's resistance. So if you think about it, earlier on in life as babies, discomfort was associated with unmet needs for milk, for warmth, for comfort, for connection. And when we resist these things, we we actually made it clear to our caregivers that we have needs. So by resisting and crying as babies or screaming or whatever the case may be, we were actually highlighting that, hey, I have needs, something's going on here. And this was something that, you know, we were born with, obviously, but it also becomes a conditioning in how we go about life because as we get older, resistance and what we resist grows in numbers and becomes, you know, everything that we resist becomes diverse and complicated. We learn to resist people, emotions, um, ideas, memories, belief systems. doesn't matter. We resist our bodily discomfort, whether it's present or not, whether it's real or not, we resist what we don't like. It could also be that we resist our own personality, our humanness, you know, or the feeling of being in the body that you've been given or having a mind that doesn't perhaps know everything always and can sometimes berate you or trick you. So recognizing this resistance is really important because what we resist persists. Releasing or even reducing resistance to how we feel is fundamental to healing. But I want to talk a bit more about what resistance does and what it is. Nearly all resistance is founded in confusion. It comes from an impulsive thought that if you resist something, it's going to get better or it's going to go away. It's a reflex that rarely benefits us and actually magnifies the discomfort that we're already experiencing it also gives power to this ego that we all have and reinforces the sense that we're small, we're disconnected, you know, we're victimized by life. And it's not beneficial for us. So resistance produces stagnation. It actually closes up the flow of energy, the flow of life force through us. You know, I've always talked about how when you're energy is weak, your physiology naturally follows. Resistance is never going to improve your feelings or your circumstances. Even though, of course, we can take action and change circumstances, and we can, you know, do something, resistance ends up preventing the transformation. Because what we're doing is we're refusing to accept the reality of the experience and that's when we lock up the energy. It's almost like you're going, Nope, I'm not accepting this. And, and this doesn't mean that you should never say no, um, not at all. Sometimes, um, especially when it comes to boundaries and resisting certain people um, because of their behavior and so on, a clear no is absolutely necessary. But when we resist our thoughts, our feelings, um, when we compare, when we reject, when we judge, we end up impeding the flow of energy from within. And our energy is incredibly important and it's tremendously valuable because what you feed with your energy and attention grows. It's literally the life force that nurtures your intentions, what you feed with your energy and attention grows. I want to repeat that because when we don't honor this incredible power that we have and how it can actually create the opposite of what we want, we end up constantly feeling victimized by life and feeling like we have no say to anything that happens to us. What we resist persists. When you resist feelings, thoughts, emotions, physical sensations, or experiences that are uncomfortable, including change, these pockets of darkness become a part of the shadow within us. And if we don't acknowledge and integrate these facets of ourselves, they end up limiting our freedom. So if what we resists persists then a feeling fully felt finally fades so if you willingly feel without resistance then the experiences move through you without becoming knots now, i'm going to repeat that if you willingly feel without resistance the experiences of life end up moving through you without becoming knots This is a hard thing to do. I'm completely aware of the fact that this is a hard thing to do because it requires us to go against, you know, what comes up naturally for us. If there's a conditioning in place to resist things, then of course it's going to be hard not to resist what we don't like. But the key, and I've, you know, I keep saying the key to healing because these are the things that I've come to recognize so far in my personal life and professional life and everything that I've heard and witnessed and experienced is to, instead of resisting what's going on, invite every uncomfortable experience and allow it to be felt with your whole self without resistance. And it's not an easy thing to do because we've got to do this repeatedly over and over again. I know for me personally, you know, um, going through, I've had a, you know, quite a difficult year so far with just, you know, life challenges that happens. It happens to all of us. And one thing that I've started to practice is just allowing for everything to just be as it is, to come and stay with me. And if it brings up tears, I feel it. If it brings up anger, I feel it. If it brings up pain, I allow it. I'm with the pain. So, It really comes down to compassion. I mean, what is compassion? Compassion is the ability to make space for whatever is showing up and to not judge it, to not resist it, to not push it away. Because resistance will never improve feelings or circumstances. Even though, of course, sometimes we have to take action, the resistance itself is not an agent an agent for change. It actually ends up preventing the transformation that we want to take place. When we accept the present circumstances, that this is what's happening, the present moment, and we actually end up supporting it as opposed to fighting it, that's when things start to shift. I want you to even just take a few days and notice what happens when you Resist your own thoughts and feelings. What happens when you resist and what happens when you welcome them? What happens when you drop the fight? What happens when you open up? Can you do it without an attachment to personal gain? Because that's what it comes down to. You know, I always, every day I notice when I'm resisting and every time I resist, and I become aware, and, you know, I become aware of that resistance. I practice letting it go. Every day, throughout the day, there are countless things that we're resisting. From waking up, you know, having pain in your body, it could be listening to some unpleasant news, feeling like you should have exercised or meditated but you didn't. Traffic slow. You're tired. You're worried about money, you're worried about family members, your colleague gets on your nerves, work-related issues are on your mind. Anything that you want to be different than what it is. Every one of these thoughts of resistance goes along with a feeling inside your body. And if you bring your awareness to your body while holding that particular thought of resistance, you're going to realize that there is... A sense of tension inside of you. And everyone's got their favorite place, you know. It could be that the tension is in your jaw. It could be that the tension is in your shoulders or in your neck. Or, you know, acts as a knot in your stomach. We all have these favorite places that habitually end up, you know, becoming, um, I guess, points of resistance within the physical body. So... Really becoming aware of what comes up in your body. Allowing yourself to experience it. Taking a breath. Letting it go. I always say, you know, just like I said before, um, your energy is a direct reflection of what's going on within your physiology. Resistance obstructs energy. So if you want to experience more energy and a greater sense of ease in your life, it's really crucial to recognize the role that resistance is playing in your life. Whatever you're resisting, it could be that you're feeling tired, you're mentally unclear, you're feeling uneasy. Everyone's bodily experiences of resistance is different. Some people feel tightness, some people feel jittery, some people feel anger, some people feel anxiety, there's always some level of unease which actually impedes the free flow of energy that's a part of our physiology. And it's also something that occurs when we don't trust ourselves and when we don't trust life. When you don't trust yourself, when you don't trust life or the universe, that's when we tend to clench, close, put up your armor control the environment, control other people, control the timing of life, control everything. And this ends up further tightening or further preventing the free flow of energy through us. So I really encourage you to become aware of the resistance because within every resistant thought, feeling, emotion is an untrue story. And this is what it sounds like. I don't, or I won't, or I can't accept this. If I resist, it's gonna get better. It's gonna go away. If I stop resisting, then you know something bad's gonna happen, or the thing that I don't want is gonna get worse. So it's an untrue story. I see this all the time. You know, nope. I've got to be in control. It's all on me. And I always say, well, that's a survival narrative. That's the the story that. You know, the the way of being that you had to take on because of your environment and upbringing and the fact that you felt so helpless and powerless, particularly as a child. So, of course, you're going to try everything you can as an adult to be in control. But that constant sense of needing to be in control doesn't benefit us because it disconnects you from your connection to life. It also prevents you from trusting yourself. It leads to disappointment and it leads to frustration. You know, frustration is a form of anger. Working with people um, who are really challenged with mind-body related issues and physical pain, I frequently come across this need to be in control, which often stems from a feeling of hopelessness or helplessness as a child. The typical characteristic of someone with chronic pain or TMS in general tends to be this need to have control over everything. Everything has to be done my way and particularly if that person is, you know, has a higher position at work or if they're in charge of everything at home, they can be so identified with that way of being that even in a therapeutic setting, when we, when we try to dive deeper and look at that, it can become as a really big trigger for them, because that's the nature of the human ego. It reacts when it feels threatened. And what is the threat? It's, a, it's an illusionary threat that who I am is no longer serving me. And so therefore, I need to change. And of course you do, because if you do what you've always done, you get what you always, you know, what you've always had. So it's interesting because I I witness some people do it much better than others, but there are, you know, those who really struggle with this need to be in control all the time to the point where they can even reject their therapeutic growth and the therapeutic process because they want to be in control because they feel their sense of identity is being threatened. So within resistance, there is an untrue story. And 99 times out of 100, this story will confine you. It will prevent your growth. It will make you feel like a victim. And it will close you to the truth, because you don't need to resist to survive. We don't need to do that, but that's what we think we have to do. So let go of the resistance and the story and see what happens. This is the practice. This is the daily practice. And and not to be hard on yourself when you do resist. Not being hard on yourself thinking, oh my gosh, I, sp- I spent so much time, time being unhappy when I could have been happy or I could have done so much more or I could have done this. And, you know, it's not about the past, it's not about the future, it really is always about the present moment. How can I turn toward whatever it is that I'm resisting? Because whenever something feels unpleasant, we tend to be repelled by it. It's natural, you know, in the same way that you might just pull your hand away from a hot pan. Reflexively, it's actually natural. But when that unpleasant feeling is within you, Pulling away from it actually prevents the ability to get to some kind of solution. So if you pull away from yourself, you end up causing inner conflict and fragmentation. Retreating from discomfort magnifies the unpleasant feeling within us. In pulling away from what what is unpleasant... You're telling yourself that you can't face this challenge. You can't figure it out. You're not strong enough. You don't trust yourself. And, you know, sometimes, yes, sometimes certain conditions and experiences stay with us for a very long time, and it makes it harder for us to trust ourselves. It makes it harder for us to trust our healing. But I also think it's because we rarely are encouraged to turn toward what we're resisting. Because it's unintuitive for us to do that. We chase pleasure and avoid pain. That's, that's the most primitive, animalistic part of us. But we need to evolve past these kind of survival instincts to always chase pleasure and avoid pain. And instead, through curiosity and bravery, rediscover, rediscover what's going on in those places, in those feelings, in those circumstances that we're trying to avoid. And this is what leads to freedom. You know, every time, I'll give you guys um, an example from my own life. Ever since um, my separation from my husband, I have felt this deep-seated loneliness. And I'm talking intensely especially because my family lives overseas, my friends have moved on, you know, some have live in other countries, other states, some have got a lot of their own stuff going on. And there's just been this deep-seated loneliness that has come through for me that I've had to sit with, that I could no longer run away from. And I know that this feeling is not necessarily the truth of my present situation. I'm not completely alone obviously there are people in my life but the feeling is so intense and the feeling comes up you know well it's no longer as intense because i've been sitting with it for so long and embracing it but when it first initially started it was so so intensified i would go into fight and flight i noticed my body exhibiting symptoms of anxiety and you know i shared a couple of episodes ago that i got vertigo it was just horrific because this is a deep-seated wound for me from childhood and so this time around I really had to be with it I chose to be with it because of the stuff that I know I chose to sit with it I chose to every time the feeling would get intensified and the anxiety would come on I would put my hand on my heart and I would just feel it I would cry I would be with it I would be with the sleepless nights. I would be with everything. I, you know, I never used anything to put myself to sleep. I never. Um, not that I'm saying that you don't, you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying that in my case, I really chose to be with the intensity of that discomfort, and to see my shadow, to see the darkness, to be in it fully and completely, turning towards what I resisted and looking at it more closely to see what's really inside. And what I came to realize is that it was all a reflection of a deep-seated belief that I'm not worthy or that I'm not lovable. And all I needed and wanted was my own love. That's really, that was the key. My own love that even though we all want and need people in our lives, what it comes down to is Being at peace with yourself and knowing that you are enough. You are always enough. Things happen. Situations happen. Life happens. There's always going to be a constant, you know, ebb and flow of highs and lows, right, in life. But what matters is your belief in yourself that no matter what happens, you can get through it. That you have this strength within you. That you have this power within you. However, often we tend to be in a hurry. You know, I just want to get rid of this. I just want to get rid of this as quick as possible. And we judge the timing of everything. But if you suspend judgment for the moment, you know, that's when you can start to see that everything is unfolding the way it's meant to. There is a perfection that exists in everything. Not everyone agrees with this, you know, school of thought, but that's how I see it, and this is what's really served me in my life, and I really believe more and more as I continue to live this life that going with the flow of life is what allows us to harness the momentum around us and to get more done with less, to be more at ease, you know, to actually Help our nervous system to feel safe, to not always be the doer of everything in life. It doesn't mean that you confirm to whatever society wants you to do or to avoid your, your um, you know, responsibilities or sidestep challenges. It just means that you relax a little bit more. You try to be in the flow as opposed to pushing up And also, you forgive yourself for not always being strong. We don't always have to be strong, you know. We have to accept where we are. It's not always about having to be strong, having to be in control. And this is how we learn to trust ourselves to manage whatever life brings towards us. We don't need to control the details. We don't need to control when... We just have to practice being more and living more in the present moment and trusting. Trusting the flow, trusting that whatever I'm going through in this particular at this particular time in my life in this particular chapter is exactly what I'm meant to be going through because there is, you know, there really is a treasure within challenges. There is an opportunity to awaken to recognize your own power. I don't think we would have wanted any other way. I really don't. And some of you may disagree with me but this is how I see life. I really believe that we want to know our strength. We want to recognize our you know, our power. Yes, sometimes it happens that certain conditions stay with us forever. And that's where I always say, you know, an over-attachment to the physical body never benefits anybody. But healing is definitely a possibility. And I've certainly healed from many things myself. And there's things that have continued to come up in my life that I I have continued to heal from. And there's things that I'm, you know, challenged with at the moment that I'm working on. I truly believe that we have the power to heal even if that healing is mainly happening on a psychological and emotional level. So that's a given for certain. But yeah, of course, there are things that we can't control. There are things that we shouldn't control, that we need to make peace with, that that's something that we need to learn in this lifetime, or that that's something that becomes a part of our journey to let go of our attachment to how things should be, or how our body should be, or how life should be. You know, depending on where you're at on your journey, um, in growth and healing, some of these things will make sense to you, some of it won't, some of it you'll resist, some of it you won't. But to bring this back to the topic of today's episode, it all comes down to becoming aware and conscious of what you're resisting all day long, even asking yourself at the end of each day, in what ways did I resist life today? What drained my energy? What filled me up? What happens if I breathe more deeply and fully into whatever's going on? What happens when I choose to participate with full consent to what's happening for me now? What happens if I just pretend that I'm playing a game instead of making life so serious? You know, like the sun, life, source, divine, I, you know, I believe in divine energy does not withhold our energy. Your every interaction with the world presents an opportunity to be nourished and energized. Every single breath can change your energy in an instant. Just try it out now, together with me. Let's take a deep breath in and a big sigh out. (sighs) Just pause there for a moment. Can you notice how good that feels? Now imagine doing that several times per day. Imagine doing that with every challenge that you're faced with. Just breathing into it, pausing more often throughout the day, being with the discomfort that's showing up for you, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, just breathing into it and even just saying to yourself in your mind, I notice my resistance and I choose to let it go. I notice my resistance and I choose to let it go. Letting go. What a wonderful concept, isn't it? This is the practice. It's not about dismissing what's happening. It's not about avoiding, suppressing, but rather feeling and letting go. Just like the waves of the ocean. They come and they go. Don't let yourself go with the waves. And don't resist feeling the waves but rather stand there firm as they come towards the shore and crash into you, and then they leave over and over again. And yet, we wouldn't want life without waves. We wouldn't want an ocean without waves. If you just practice an awareness of your breath every day, or every bite of food you eat, every sip of water you drink, every touch of sun or soil on your skin, every hug. You know, every gaze at at this incredible beauty that surrounds us. You would start to get transformed. Something in you would transform. There would be a shift within you. Because. That's when we live in the present moment. And that's when we get connected to this life force, to this energy that lives through us. That's when we open ourselves up to it instead of chasing it or resisting it. All right, everybody, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're interested in working with me, please visit mentalawakening.com.au. And if you love this episode, Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This will help more people to access the information being shared here. Until next time, please take care. Bye for now.